me, me, ABC, coming at you live from my recording studio here in Kent. Welcome to my modern dating show, where I take modern dating and disembowel it for your uh, for your entertainment. If you want to call in, the number is area code 563-999-3596. That's 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Just give me a call. Let's talk about what's on your mind. Today, I wasn't really planning on recording, right? But, and again, I haven't been feeling well the last few days, so my voice may sound a little different, and I may go through a couple of coughing fits through the course of this show, so I, I prematurely apologize for this. And I wasn't really planning on doing a show today, well, first of all, because I've spent the last couple of days being sick, but... You know, I just don't do shows on Sundays. That's not what I do. You know, usually looks like this going forward, my show's gonna be on Saturdays. But you know, I don't record on Sundays. I used to record on Thursdays, but going forward, my show's gonna be on Saturdays. And I usually don't record shows on Sundays, but I kind of felt the need I had to do this. And the reason why is because there's something I want to address. And you've seen the title of the show. I'm going to talk about the Cheesecake Factory incident and the dynamics surrounding that because it's something that I find kind of odd. But what's even more odd was the reaction to when I talked about it on Facebook. I found that even more odd. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about exactly what the Cheesecake Factory incident is. I mean, if you're not, if you haven't been on the social circles in a little bit, then you you probably missed it. I don't know how, but you probably missed it. Um, and I would have ignored it, but the Daily Mail had picked it up, and they did a thing on it in their female section. So I've got that. I'm going to talk about – I'm going to go through that article. I'm going to talk about that. Um, and, again, I normally, on any of my shows, even in the past iteration of None of my shows do I ever read comments from my Facebook wall. But I'm going to take a few comments from my Facebook wall, because, and I'm going to read them out there, because it underscores a point that I've been trying to make for a couple of weeks now on this show about women and how it is and how what the mentality out there of some women, even women that call themselves conservatives. So I'm going to tell you where that plane crashes. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to talk about that too in this in today's show. So special kind of a special show. Doing it on Sunday instead of Saturday. From uh, going forward, it's going to be on Saturdays at about this time, four four thirty time frame. Um, so we're going to do that. But first, I have a, I have a few questions. All right, and nothing to do with dating. Just I just have a few questions. Like number one, um, and this has just been on my mind since yesterday. Like how does USC's defense give up over 40 points per game in the last few games, and the defensive coordinator not get fired. That's that's question number one that I have. Question number two is how in the hell does Cincinnati beat San Francisco? And then my third question is how in the hell does Denver beat Kansas City. How does in what universe is this even remotely okay? So I'm just there's just a few questions that I have thrown out there. If you have an answer for that, or if you have an explanation for that, then please I am all ears. But it's just it's just one of those things like wow, really, you know. 
the upsets are just I would have lost a lot of money this weekend if I had bet. I'm just saying that right now. So that's that. Now, turning my turning my attention. The Cheesecake Factory incident was one that I felt kind of curious. And the reason why is because um because of what happened in the video was really curious. Like you have this woman, right? And if you don't know what happened in this video, so you have this woman, right? And this woman, I guess she was going on a first date. And it's a trip that nobody's really talking about this on BTR or anywhere. I haven't seen this. I've been all over BTR and I haven't seen this. Nobody's talking about this. I'm surprised. But this woman, she thought, I don't know if it's Instagram Live. Or I don't know if it's TikTok. I don't know. Whatever the case is, right? She live streams herself going on this first date. So I guess the first date took her to the Cheesecake Factory as she was just super offended. Like she she was out of her own skin offended. Like it was crazy. And you know, she had that offended look on her face. And when her date offered to open the door for her, which is very gentlemanly, very chivalrous thing to do. She wouldn't get out of the car. And the reason why she wouldn't get out of the car, the reason that she cited was she doesn't go to Cheesecake Factory. Um, she thought she was too good for the Cheesecake Factory, as, as a matter of fact. She made a comment, something to the effect of someone that looks like this doesn't go to Cheesecake Factory. And I'll address that, I'll address that later in the show, because that's another point that I need to kind of hit here. But she's like, somebody like, that looks like this doesn't go to Cheesecake Factory. Fine, but the guy, the poor guy, she's trying to humiliate him. She puts him on video, um, and he ends up just cutting her loose, right? Right now, I guess at the end of the video, he just ends up cutting her loose, and she has no idea what to do because the date's over. He leaves, and she's just like shut. She's getting dragged all up and down the internet, right? From one side of the internet to the other. Um, as if that wasn't bad enough, right? We have now, a queue a week later, somebody, I believe on Instagram, and this is the point that um, this is the point that the Daily Mail got to, which is the fact that right, probably, which is the fact that somebody had put out a list of what of the places women won't go during a first date. And I find that kind of odd, given what I've been talking about the last few weeks since I flipped this show from the political to the romantic, right? Again, I'm going to talk about that coming up. Where this, why this list, why this list is a plane crash in itself. Um, because certain people just don't understand certain things. And I'm going to tie all of this into, I'm going to tie all of this into the bigger point about what's going on in this dating world and how it is that you can avoid, especially if you're a single man trying to navigate this dating world with these things out there um, that are serving to um, fill minds with things that are just nonsense, right? Because one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to go into a date with somebody, I don't care what what gender, what sex you are, if you're going on a first date, you don't want to go on a first date with somebody whose mind is filled with nonsense. So 
how is it that you can kind of navigate these waters, have a somewhat successful date with somebody whose mind isn't filled with this garbage about cheesecake factories and where people don't want to go on a first date. Like, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So what I'm going to do first, again, I'm going to take a break. And then when I come back, I gave you the backstory on the Cheesecake Factory thing. So when I come back from this break, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to start my lecture, go into it, um, see if we get some callers. Maybe not, maybe. But even if I don't get callers, that's fine because I always run my show like monologues. So it's fine. Um, but I'm going to go into the monologue about the Cheesecake Factory incident. I'm going to come back and read the Daily Mail's article. I linked to it actually in my show notes on my wall there. And then I'm going to tie it into a bigger thing that's going on with modern, with modern women and men too, but mostly modern women. Um, I'm going to tie it into the bigger problem that's going on with modern women and why they're having such a hard time finding, I mean, you know, they don't have a hard time finding dates, but they're having a hard time finding stable relationships. And dating and stuff is cool, but when you're talking about, when you're talking about life, and you're talking about growing old, I'm almost sure that because I read a, I read a statistic that um, I think it was like 70-something percent of women over 40 or in their 50s, I think it was in their 50s, but they've just given up on dating. And the reason why, well, there's a lot of reasons why. I may go into that. I may go into that, too, because there's some, there are some statistics that I do want to throw out there throughout the course of the show that's going to help explain what's going on out there. So I'll get into that, too. Anyway, let me take this break, and then when I come back, we'll get this monologue started. You're listening to ABC's Modern Dating Show on Blog Talk Radio. And let's get this going. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You're a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just... 
I swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. Without the filter, they always say, relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a Spaceman! The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to drop up. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. They're triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten Pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick, it's my pick. Filling of cream, dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, 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 you
A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For you yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. 
new Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. shows on my Facebook wall. But um, now you can get it on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to listen to some some stuff, even from before I even flipped the show, because I have a lot of political stuff there too. So if you want to hear my political opinions, like if you really give a crap, then um, you go ahead and uh, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and you'll get whatever shows I record plus all the back shows. And I think there's like one from way back that I even forgot I forgot that I did. So I have to go back and look at that. I mean, I have to go back and listen to that and figure out like what I said in that show because it's from years ago. Um, it's, just, it's just this one straight show and this is like from years ago. So I'm not sure what to do with that, um, but it's there. Now, on to this. Now, this Cheesecake Factory incident. Now, it's not. it wasn't so much the Cheesecake Factory incident because the incident was bad. And if I, if, I, if I dissect the incident the way I want to dissect it, right, I would say that it shines a light on the entitlement mentality that permeates within circles of modern women. And again, when you come in with a mindset of, I, I, you don't take me to the Cheesecake Factory. I am a Spago, a Hell's Kitchen, a, um, a Lowry's, a Ruth Chris Steakhouse woman. Then you're opening yourself up to, you're opening yourself up to certain criticisms, as it were. What you're opening up yourself up to is, again, like the Bible says, judge not, lest ye be judged. And what what you the to paraphrase I can't remember the exact wording but to paraphrase the parameters by which you judge shall be the parameters that are meted against you. So if you are trying to shame somebody like this woman was by telling by trying to expose to him that he's he's taking somebody like you to a cheesecake factory when you I guess look the way you look and you're royalty even though you're not. And you look the way you look, even though you're about a six with makeup on, right? Six or seven with the make with makeup on. Take all that makeup off, out of fresh out of the shower. Probably give her a six, five, maybe they're about very average looking, very average looking woman. Um, there's nothing really because she's got like the fake hair and the fake long nails and things like that. And she dolled herself up for this date. Whereas if she would, if she stripped all of that down and took the took the 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 uh, I forget that school that they use, but it's a circular strip thing that they use to strip paint off cars. So if they took if they took that and took the makeup off and and the fake hair out and the nails and just made her one hundred percent natural, there really wouldn't be too much that stands out about her as far as beauty's concerned. So again, just a regular run of the mill, average looking woman, 
again, nothing wrong with average. A lot of us, myself included, are very average, very plain. Not really, it's not really, I don't have people coming down, listening down my door asking me to be on a, modeling magazines or in pageants or anything like that or in any, in any Mr. Universe competitions. I'm not that guy. Likewise, many, I would say most women who rate themselves at 10 because of the fact that they don't have modeling agencies busting down their door asking them to do photo shoots to feature on Cosmo and Elle and Mademoiselle and all these other, uh, all these other magazines, fashion magazines. Or Sports Illustrated isn't busting down their door asking them to be a swimsuit model. And they don't have any pageant wins under their belts. So we're talking about very, very average-looking women, right? Right. And to say that you don't take somebody that looks like you, an average-looking woman, to an average place, well, then where are you expecting to go? Because, again... I don't see anything there that if you're basing your um, if you're basing the quality of restaurants that you're entitled to on your looks if if you look if you looks are one of those parameters right then since there's nothing exceptional about you that stands out as far as your looks are concerned then there shouldn't be a very high expectation of going to some of the finer restaurants because they're very average. Average begets average. We know this, right? Average begets average. So when we talk about what you deserve and what people need to do for you, and you base one of the parameters you base that is on your looks, and your looks are very average, then you should really expect no more than an average run of, run of a mid-card restaurant. And I and many people on my in my Facebook friends list happen to think that Cheesecake Factory is actually on the upper end of mid-card restaurants. Cheesecake Factory has very good food. I'm not going to lie. The one I used to go to in um, in Van Nuys, no, Sherman Oaks, it's on um, it's on North Hollywood. It's what is that? Oh, it's right near the four. It's right off the four hundred five in Ventura Boulevard, right near the Galleria. That place has excellent friggin' food. All right, that whole area because P.F. Chang's is over there, um, Cheesecake Factory, and a bunch of other restaurants are over there. Phenomenal friggin' food. All right, phenomenal. But this person doesn't want to go there and experience that phenomenal food because she feels like she is. See some kind of royalty, and again, I'm, I'm going to address that in a little bit, so put a pin in that. But she feels like she's royalty, and she doesn't want to go there. She probably wants to go to Spago, that's on Sunset Boulevard, okay, or any one of those restaurants. If you go to La Cienega, you have you have Gaylord, you have um, you have Gaylord, you have Lowry's, you have a bunch of them down that road, right? And if you go over a couple of blocks from um, from La Cienega to somewhere around Rodeo or Roxbury, one of those two, and um, Wilshire, and any point, you, now you know I'm from L.A. So Roxbury, Wilshire, so you have a bunch of other ones over there, including a very, very good Ruth Chris Steakhouse that's, like, really expensive, right? So she wants to go to one of those. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying she's from L.A. or anything like that. I'm just giving you the layout of the west side of L.A., 
so that you understand, so you, you understand some context. So, again, she doesn't want the Cheesecake Factory, even though the, it's, the food is phenomenal. She wants something like a Spago. She wants something like a Lowry's or a Gaylord or something like that, right? Right. Despite being a, an average person who thinks she's royalty, this is this is this is what's going on, and it it made the guy it turned the guy off so much that he actually left her where he ended up leaving her where she was, and it was very embarrassing for her, and it, she got dragged across the internet. Now, take the pin out, um, because I would oh my god, so I would say one. Uh, this issue, I would say this issue is cultural, but I can't. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But I would say this issue is cultural. And the reason why I would make an argument that this issue is cultural is because black women, black men too, are going around calling, black women are calling themselves queens. Black men are going around calling black women queens. And for the life of me, I don't get this. Because there is nothing royal royal at all. And I'm not saying this to throw shade on black women. I'm not doing this to hate on black women. So that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I kind of dabble in the real, in the reality of things. And the reality of the things say that there literally is nothing royal about American black women. And as a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say that outside of Hollywood movies, there is nothing royal about African women, okay? African, there, I don't know any African woman that comes from any kind of royalty, all right? Now, if you're talking about Egypt, right? Egypt is, has always been primarily um, like Middle Eastern Arab, that kind of culture, that kind of, those descendants, not African. Well, no, I can't say that because Egypt's Africa and that, that whole thing. And Abraham and Moses, they were all African. And they're, but when we talk about that, then we have to talk about the split to, from um, from the split from Sarah and Hagar. Sarah gave Sarah gave birth, and her population, her progeny were the Jews, and then Hagar, her pro, her progeny were the Muslims. And I'm not going to go into that whole thing, but just know that most of your tribal Africans. Um, have nothing to do with royalty because royalty is a feudal thing, and feudalism only um, only flourished in European societies. Feudalism has never flourished anywhere in Africa. All right, so there's that. That's why I say, and you can't find any American black women that have um, that have any ties to to royalty. You just can't. It's it's just not there. So, again, why you're calling black women black queens and now they're, they're walking around acting like royalty for the fact that they don't even want to go to Cheesecake Factory, even though there's nothing really special about them to warrant being taken to a high-class restaurant. You're really doing a disservice to black women by doing this. And, again, three quarters, I'd say four-fifths of it, 80% would be my, would be my stretch. Eighty percent of this has to do again culturally. Black women live to prop themselves up, and since black women have been raised by black women, and black men have been raised by black women, because 
again, according to hear them say it, don't listen to me, listen to them, to hear them say it, that black men are largely absent from child rearing, okay? So really you can't, you can't put this on black men, it's, but it's, it is a cultural thing. And since 70-something percent, I think like 72 to 75 percent of black children are reared in households with single mothers, then you really can't blame an absent father for this because an absent father has no influence over the family because he's absent. Not a phone call. Um, so let's take this. Um, let's see if I can remember how to do this. Hi, you're on with ABC. Okay. You're talking about um, the modern dating. Right. And you're talking about the controversy over cheesecake. Yeah, that's what I'm starting to show with, yeah. Okay. So uh, my thoughts on it are that dating nowadays is um, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure on men. Uh, because a lot of women right. who don't deserve who don't deserve to feel what they feel about themselves want to be treated like I want to be treated like a lady. I'm a queen. I'm a princess, and yet they don't do anything to prove that they're worthy of that particular designation. So when I saw your title and the, and the Cheesecake Factory was a place not to go to, along with Chipotle and the um, oh, it just slipped my mind, and the lo- Red Lobster and places like that. So. Huh? No, I said I have that whole list. I'm going to read it later on in the show. But yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a whole list that they published. Well, this whoever it was, it doesn't say who did it, but they published this list. And yeah, you're right. All it is like is um, yeah, the cheesecake factory. I hopped on it. Olive Garden, um, Chipotle's on it. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, and I'm just like, okay. It probably would have been easier to say where you wouldn't go, but either way, you. And my thought is this: either way you slice it, no matter if where you won't go or where you will go, because the same person who publishes this, the same person who would say, "I would go to Spago, I would go to Lowry's, I would go to Gaylord, I would go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse," and like you said, and like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, we agree on this issue that. A lot of women are expecting that without having put forth the effort. See, they, they want this just because they're women. And what they don't understand is that life doesn't work that way. You don't get something because there's something. Uh, we ended affirmative action because of that. What it is is you have to earn your way into getting, especially if you're an average person, if you have average looks or if you have, again, if you're middle and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being average. There's not. I'm average. I'm proud of it. But at some point, you have to come to the realization and tell, and tell me if I'm wrong. At some point, you have to come to the realization that if you're an, if you're an average person, then you have to deal with the average, um, especially if there's nothing, that, there's nothing about you that says that you should be eating at these high food restaurants. Um, but if you again, if you're average, you should accept your lot in life and not expect even and even if you're a nine or a ten. What and, men have to do is realize that in the dating game, when people don't think that you are this narcissistic demon trying to overshoot overshoot the target. You understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, well, you hear me? Because uh, you, you were getting choppy for a second. That probably was my it's the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, I was about to say, even if you're a 9 or a 10, you don't deserve that kind of designation just because you can put on that, that flop all over your face to cover up your ugliness. Now, a lot of women are going to argue, well, they enhance the beauty. Uh, no, they don't. You put lipstick on a pig, it's still a goddamn pig. So if you take off a lipstick and you take off the mascara and the rest of the uh, the concrete, you're an ugly female. Now, men do not mind dying for you. Men don't mind paying. Men don't mind going out of the way to be chivalrous. But the problem is women do not show appreciation nor gratitude. So therefore, men should say, so what do you bring to the table, chickie? Other than your ability to put on some uh, some mascara. Exactly, and I'm going to put you on hold for a sec. But um, you're absolutely right. Paulie's um, absolutely right. What happens is what happens is he what he said is very true. Just because you can put on some makeup again, at some point you got to take that makeup off. And that makeup can only hide so much. When you put, like you said, when you put makeup on, when you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Um, so you can doll yourself up. You can be a, a six or seven that can doll yourself up to a ten. And he's right. You don't. It doesn't mean you deserve. It doesn't mean you deserve to. It doesn't. It, you don't deserve the finest. Usually, when people have the finest, they work to that. You don't get it just because you don't get it just because you're you. And I don't I have to I have to move on with the subject. But um, you don't deserve that. He's right. You don't deserve that just because you're you. And it's putting. And he's, he's right that it puts a lot of pressure on men. And one of the things that I try to do with this show in particular is try to again not only make people realize that there's supposed to be some kind of a balance in relationships, and that's going to come in the in the coming weeks, but um, that dating isn't just for what you can get out of men. It's not. It's looking for a life partner. Now, if you're looking for what you can get out of men, there's probably some men out there that'll, that'll do that, but the majority of men, and we're talking protectors, protector-provider men, and my last caller sounds like he's that protector-provider man because he's, just, he's in that mentality. He's in that masculine. If you're looking for a man that's in that masculine and knows what he wants and knows that he has he has what it takes to provide and protect, you're not going to find it. You're trying to overshoot the target. If you under, if, if if you understand what I'm saying. So again, like my last caller said, when you when you do when you when you put on that makeup, when you put on that dress, when you that's fine for whatever. But just remember that the everyday you is the everyday you is quite average and you have to be um you have to be happy with your, your lot in life. Now the last caller, he alluded to what I'm about to talk to now, which is subsequently after the Cheesecake Factory thing, there was this list that was put out, right? And this list is a list that was um, that of places that I guess some person said that women shouldn't go on a first date, or they tried to say women should go up these places on the first date. 
And I came across this. I saw the list on Facebook. I, again, I was going to ignore it, but Daily Mail picked it up. So what I want to do is I want to – I'm going to hold calls for a second. But um, I'm going to read this Daily Mail piece. And it kind of under, uh, I'll let you decide for yourself if it underscores what what the problem is here, right? Because this list is directly tied to that um, Cheesecake Factory video. And so it's Daily Mail. It's I guess it was published what today, or it was updated today. Oh no, it was updated three days ago. So it came out. Let's see, published eighteen twenty one twenty five. So it came out a few days ago. Um, and the article is list of places women refuse to go on the first date sparks an uproar online. So what do you think of the venues? This is Daily Mail. Um, and Kelsey Caruli wrote this. The bullet points are one: a list of places ladies don't want partners to take them has gone viral. It features 28 spots, including fast food chains and sporting events. The list has sparked furious debates as many people have slammed the women, and it's true. They got dragged, and I'm going to get into some of that because some of that's in the, uh, in, the, in the article itself. But it says, a list of detail. the article goes, a list detailing the many places that women refuse to go on a date has sparked uproar online, prompting a raging debate about high standards in the modern age. One week after a woman went viral when she demanded her date take her somewhere other than the Cheesecake Factory, ladies across the globe have come up with a catalog of places they don't want their potential partners to bring them to. Let me get that. Let me get. I'm gonna address that in a bit. Let's keep going. From chain restaurants to bars, women have taken to Instagram to warn men what they shouldn't do when trying to impress their ladies. And I'm gonna. I'm going to touch that in a bit because that's problematic. But we'll, we'll go on. We'll go on. And while people on the web agreed that the list featured a whopping 28 spots, agreed with the list that featured a whopping 28 spots, others found the women for being too picky. Here's the list. All right. Now, I'm reading reading what's on this post. All right. It says, here is a list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. And thank you to the ladies who reached out to me to help me on my list. One, Cheesecake Factories. Two, Applebee's. Three, Chili's. Four, Chipotle. Five, Olive Garden. Six, The Movies. Seven, Your House. Eight, any fast food chain. Nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Ten, Wingstop. Eleven, Red Lobster. Twelve, A Buffet. Thirteen, IHOP. Fourteen, Denny's. Fifteen, The Gym. Sixteen, Church. Seventeen, Starbucks. Eighteen, Coffee Dates. Nineteen, Ice Cream Dates. 20, Family Functions, 21, Movie Night, Netflix, Hulu, and et cetera. Uh, that's 21. 22 is somewhere that requires a long drive. 23, Bowling, 24, Nightclubs, 25, Hookah Bar, 26, A Bar Just for Drinks, 27, Waffle House, 28, Sports Events. Um, let's see. That nugget. Now, now, to go on with the article. In the first place, in first place is the Cheesecake Factory, followed by Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, and Olive Garden. Coming in at number six was is the movies, whereas number seven is your place. I just read that. Um, women also don't seem to be a fan of any fast food chain, including Red Lobster, IHOP, Wings, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, Waffle House, and Denny's. Coffee dates, ice cream dates, and sporting events are also out of the question. Women also told men that they don't want to go to church, the gym, family functions or anywhere that requires a long drive. Lastly, ladies listed nightclubs, circle bars, and bowling. At the top of the list, you read, here are the list of places women absolutely, okay, that's that's what they said. Um, And while many women 
I mean, how many women seem to have come together to make the list and ignite a furious controversy? Many, many people on the web flooded the comment section and branded the creators of the list picky. One person wrote, take her to the neurologist so she can show you where she gets the nerve. Someone else commented, whoever made this list is still single and it shows. So basically, they don't want to go anywhere, another user added. If this is her list, she just don't like you, bro, one person said. Another user added, just don't date at this point. So I'm not going to go on this down, but I do want to read you some of the comments because they did post some of the comments. So one, one from Chan made, it just said, don't, just don't date at this point. Um, Radio Raheem says, if this is her best, she just don't like you, bro. Um, this is her list, she just don't like you, bro. Boldea says, tell her she can pick if she wants to pay. Good point. Tatis V, Tatis V, whoever made this list is still single and it shows. Uh, Drum Abuse says, seems picky for someone not paying for anything. Good point. Um, Hampton.Mariotti says, so basically they don't want to go anywhere. You had to say it. And then Tatis V comes back with, whoever made this list is still single. Oh, okay, the same thing. So they it printed twice. But here are my thoughts on it, all right? And let's just touch this like let's just touch this like one at a time, yeah? So well no, let's touch this a few at a time. Now Cheesecake Factories, Applebee's, Chili's Chipotle, Olive Garden, right? So if you think you're too good for those, again, you gotta kinda you gotta kinda show your cards, all right? You gotta Proof is what this is the the nucleus of the, the one day protests is you have to kind of prove that you are that you are above cheesecake factories, Applebee's, Chili's, and all these other places. Otherwise, otherwise that's that's you. All right. Again, you're an average person. It's yeah, it's nice to expect somebody to take you to a nice spot, but like my last caller said. Um, you, that's just something she hasn't earned. And again, I got, I get comments saying that, you know, men shouldn't expect, um, wifely benefits if they're not wife or whatever. And there's a smidgen of merit to that. However, when we're talking about dating, really, we get into dating to vet somebody to see if they have this wifely thing. So again, if you want to if you want your man to take you to some of the finer spots, you kinda of, kinda of prove to him why you need to why you deserve to go to these spots. So again, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's and Chipotle and Olive Garden. You you kinda of gotta gotta kinda of prove why you're above that. And most most modern women can't because, again, as Father said, um, they're not bringing anything to the table. And again, if you see some of these videos asking, especially the at whatever podcast, when they ask what you bring to the table and they say me, again, like I said in my last podcast, who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who are you? Are you somebody that if I if I my name becomes tied with yours, that would elevate my name in society. And chances are no, because nobody knows you like that. So if nobody knows you like that, and I can't just by name association elevate my name status be, by being linked to you, then you bringing yourself to the table means absolutely nothing. 
So you got to come with something a little stronger than that, all right? Now, the movies. If you have a problem with going to the movies, I don't know what to say because, again, most marriages happen because of the first day you went to the movies. A lot of y'all need to ask your parents and grandparents, like, how much fun it was going to the movies on a, on that date. You guys think you, you you women think you're above that, and again, there's anybody who thinks they're they're above the movies going to the movies. Now Netflix and chill on the first date, I can kind of see that because again, I always tell people to avoid anybody being at your house on the first date because it just opens you up for a whole lot of whole lot of things that can happen. And this is for men and women, men and women alike. Don't have anybody at your house for the first date because it opens you up for a whole lot of things that just aren't good. So Netflix and chill, I can see that. I can see that as being a bad idea on the first date. But meeting, meeting at the movies and going to the movies where, you know, you're in public and um, you're, you're watching a flick and, Especially if you bring your own rides. If you bring your own rides, then you can like literally cancel the date if things if you see things are going sideways, and then nobody will be nobody's feelings will be hurt, and both of y'all can take your cars home. But again, this is something I tell people. Like, so the movies. Okay, so seven is your house. Understood. Okay. Eight is any fast food chain. Don't kind of don't understand that because again, people got to eat. And if you don't want a fast food chain, then where the hell are you going to go, especially in, especially in the midst of Bidenomics? Where else are you going to go? So there's that. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings, Reek Stop, Red Lobster. I put, that in the, I put that in the mix with the Cheesecake Factory and all of that. Um, a buffet, I, in a way, I kind of agree with that. I kind of don't. And the reason why is because if, if – your date goes to a buffet and then attempts to clean the place out. It was kind of a red flag. So take that with take with do with that what you will. Um, let's see, the gym can kind of see that. Um, the gym is just somewhere where you want to be, where you want to improve yourself. So it's just taking that energy off of the date. If it's in that respect, I can understand that. Um, church. That could be an I can kind of see that too, because again, if you're from different religious, uh, like you're dating a Jew, you're a Baptist, dating a Jewish person, you're trying to take her to church, it's probably not going to work. Or you know, somebody Muslim's trying to take you to their what's it called, and you're a Christian, and it's probably not going to work. So again, I can kind of see that. Starbucks, Starbucks is a great place for a first meet. Um, again. Small little coffee place, a little bit quick, a little bit quick, still out in public. You grab coffee. If things don't work out when you're, you know, if you're talking and things don't work out, you can, you can bail out, especially if you bring your own ride. See, here's the thing. When, when we're talking about most of these places, you don't under – and, again, I'm not sure if the lack of the thought process here regard is circled around <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Not being able to hold on, we'll get some of this real quick. That's good. So I made German apple shortly. And I drink it whenever my boat is dry. But you're all right. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna take a break and try to get my throat in order. 
And then when I come back, we'll go through this list. Take a break, and we'll be back. You're listening to ABC on BTR, the Butter Daily Show. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounder, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new Sugar Smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big just to I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. They're triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party fast, too. Ten Pops in a 
assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, and yoo-hoo-hoo, A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, and yoo-hoo-hoo, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. 
Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. broke. Um, I had to take a break to get my throat in order. Made myself some uh, German apples, really, and my only concern is that I may have drank a little too much too fast, so you know, now that I'm good and buzzing, um, I'm not going to claim anything in responsibility for whatever may fall out of my mouth from this point of the show on. I'm just, uh, let's just throw that out there. But um, when I broke, I was reading the list from the Daily Mail of the list of places women refuse to go. Um, and I hit Starbucks, number 17, number 18. Um, coffee dates, again, coffee dates are a very good thing. Um, gives you a nice open setting. Um, it's a relatively safe area. A lot of modern women, I wouldn't say most, but I say a lot of modern women don't like coffee dates because they're cheap. Um, coffee dates are cheap and they're actually really efficient. But Again, a lot of women like this don't don't like it because you don't pay much and it's not very prestigious, but it's very efficient as far as um, a meeting spot to get to know somebody. Um, so there's that coffee dates, ice cream dates are a hell of a lot of fun, um, especially if you go to a frozen yogurt shop on a first date. Like I went on a first date to a frozen yogurt shop, and it was just fun because you have the yolk, you have the frozen yogurt you can pour and you have all the toppings and then you can have fun with the toppings. The toppings can be a whole level of discussion in itself. You learn a lot from people by what they turn, what they put under frozen yogurt. I honestly believe that 
So again, just because you think it's not prestigious doesn't mean it's not efficient. And again, when you when you're looking when you're on a first date, efficiency is kind of key because when it's an efficient first date, you can actually take time to get to know somebody. You're not in awe of everything else that's going on just because of, just because the place is expensive. That's that's another thing. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, between movie night, next week, school, et cetera, I already addressed that. I don't think going to somebody's house or somebody coming to your house is a very good idea because you're really opening yourself up for a lot of bad things that can happen. So, again, do, on the first date, do not, do not Netflix, do not Hulu, nothing at your house. Don't go to their house because, again, you're opening up yourself. Even if you're a guy, don't go to the, don't go to the woman's house because you're opening yourself up. Just ask Mike Tyson what happened in the '90s. You're and I get it. I was a hotel room, blah blah blah. But the same the same general um, the same general applications are in effect. Um, don't go somewhere where you have to be alone with somebody without any witnesses because it opens you up for a lot of bad things. Whether you're a, whether you're a guy or a girl. So I yeah I strongly recommend not going to Netflix Hulu or whatever on first date. I agree with that. Somewhere that requires a long drive again, kind of a bad idea because if if you take a long drive right and the conversation goes awkward for some reason, then you're in a bad spot. Especially when you're when the conversation goes awkward on your way out there, and then you know you have to come back. So, again, long drives on the first date, very bad idea. Don't take a long drive unless you know somebody and you know that you can sustain a conversation with them and you're comfortable with them. Um, then you can take that long drive so that you have something to talk about or you have shared interest in music, play on the radio or whatever. But, again, long drive, yeah, this, is, this I do kind of agree with. Bad idea, take a long drive. Uh, bowling. Also, very fun. I get it. A lot of women don't like bowling. They can break their nails, you know, whatever. Um, women I know, they love bowling. Um, they don't care because they don't put long fake nails on anyway, so they can love to swing the ball down the, uh, down the lane. Um, but, again, it's situational, so a lot of women don't like bowling. Understood. So if you don't like bowling, that's not your thing. And also because you're so busy, the dynamics of bowling is such that um, you don't really have time to talk and get to know your person because you're so busy, the ball and slinging it down and recording the scores and everything. So I get that. Okay. But again, some people just don't like bowling because they see it as a lower, as a thing that lower class people do. And it's not true. There are a bunch of wealthy people that love bowling. Um, bowling can be a very, it, it, it's a sport just like whatever, but yeah, bowling. Nightclubs. Yeah. Don't take, don't take your, don't take your date to a nightclub. Um, just because there's um, alcohol and a bunch of other drunk people there, and you know you don't want to go on a first date somewhere where you're drinking and a lot of other people are drinking because it's just the dynamics of that just aren't good. All right, it's not. A hookah bar is actually well, it depends because again, a lot of people don't smoke, so take them to a hookah bar would be. That would be that would be bad. 
Um, and I get that, but if some people share vaping in common, well, maybe you want to go to a hookah bar. Because if you do have that in common, right, or if you're both smokers or whatever, because smokers, the end of the smokers, cool. If you have that in common, then a hookah bar is a good place to sit down, sit down, get a puff of smoke, and talk to somebody and just be there one-on-one. You know what I mean? So, again, and then you can you – can, Try different flavors. I know I smoked hookah over in when I was in Iraq for a year. Um, we used to, me and my team, my crew, after every mission, we used to come back. We used to smoke hookah and just talk about what happened that day. And it was very therapeutic. So, again, there's arguments to be made for and against hookah. I get it. The person who wrote this probably figure hookah is like a low-class thing to do, and that's why they don't like hookah. But honestly, there are arguments for it against. A bar just for drinks. Again, you don't want to be drinking a lot. I agree with this because you don't want to be drinking a lot on the first date. It's just not good. So, yeah, I do agree with that, too. Waffle House. (laughs) If you're out late, and again, if it's you don't go to nightclubs, then you shouldn't really have a reason to go to Waffle House because usually Waffle House is filled with people who come out of nightclubs and are hungry. But if, let's say, you, because there's nowhere in this list that says anything about amusement parks. So let's say you take this date to an amusement park, and then it's like late at night and everything else is closed. Waffle House is going to be open, and if you're hungry still, then Waffle House is a great 24-hour place to, place to go. Um, and again, it just it's it just helps that you can sit down with somebody and actually get to get to know them or have a last minute conversation before you actually go home late at night. Because a lot of a lot of music parks, especially in the summer, close at like eleven, twelve, one in the morning. So there's that. Um, so yeah, Waffle House can be a good sports events can be a great thing, especially if you both support the same either the same team or your respective teams are playing each other. Um, that'll be a good time to figure out if your date can take some lighthearted ribbing. Um, if your date gets all huffy and puffy because you're, you root for different teams and your team is winning and you're kind of ribbing them about it, if they get all huffy and puffy, then that's not somebody that you're going to want to be with. It's really not. Again, guys, for guys and girls, if your date is getting all huffy and puffy because their team's losing and they're acting like a baby about it, do you this is really somebody you want to have on a second date. So, again, a sports event, I disagree because a sporting event can be a great place to see if they can just unwind and have fun and see just how just how they mature they can be with certain things. If their team is winning, are they trying to rub your face in it? Is it gentle ribbing or are they rubbing your face in it? You know, you can glean these things. You can glean people's personalities by how they act when their team is either winning or losing. So sporting events, all day, yeah, I would say so. So there's that. Um, So that's the list. Now, with the argument that it's, it's, it's restrictive, actually, to what you can do, yes. And whoever posted that, I don't think had the foresight to. Uh, it just sounded. It just sounded to me like whoever came to that list. And again, I understand that multiple women came in with different things at different places they want to go. So it's not like one person came up with this all-inclusive list. Well, not all-inclusive, but this this list of twenty was it twenty-eight things. 
that women should never do on a date. And the way it came together was a bunch of women. There was a post that was put up and a bunch of women chimed in. And with, with everything that a woman chimed in, that's what went on the list. So we get that. But, again, some of these things are actually great places to go on a first date. And because you don't want to go there, you're literally ripping away a chance from yourself that you can have to, to connect with a great person. Like, okay, you don't want to, you don't want to go to IHOP or you don't want to go to any of these other restaurants. Where do you want to go? And if your answer is something with more than three Michelin stars, then you're, you've literally disqualified yourself from getting that protector provider man because no protector provider man is worth his salt will even entertain anything like this. And then you're going to be stuck wondering why it is that you're only dealing with these lamers and quote unquote F boys that really don't want anything but bump and dump. And I'll get to that in a little bit too, because again, it has to do with energies and being in masculine and feminine. And it's something that, um, I actually said on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, I kind of want to get into that now because, and let's pull up my page. Now, I put up a few posts on Facebook, okay? And again, I this is just something I don't do on a show, but I need to kind of highlight the point because a lot of women got upset with what I said. And... I kind of want to put it out to you guys. And again, if you're on Facebook, you can actually use your Facebook to leave a comment on my wall, on my blog talk radio wall, or even go to my Facebook wall and leave a comment. I'll post the show link when I'm done here. And when the show is over, I'll post the link on the wall and then you can comment on it. Or if you're on my Facebook already, you can actually go and make a comment on this blog talk radio page and whatever it is, whatever you do, it's all good. But the first post is this. Let's see. The first post I put up said this. I said, let me put this whole Cheesecake Factory thing to bed. Women, if you really went by a list of qualifications for a man, you literally whittle yourself down to about 0.05% of the single male population. You'd be competing with at least 20 other women for the same guy who sees you as just another penguin in the flock. Double the misery if you're over 35 because you'll be completely passed over. Triple if you're overweight with kids. Is that the dating light you, you want for yourself? No? Then go to the damn Cheesecake Factory. Like, seriously? And I'll get into the comments in a minute. But, again, it speaks back to what I'm saying in this show. If you, If this is your criteria of a first date, and then, you, you, you're walking around saying that your man has to be over six feet. He has to make six figures. He has to have, he has to be muscular. All this, all these other quali- physical qualifications, physical and financial qualifications for a man, and then want to dictate where you will not go on a first date. Then you are literally dooming yourself to be single because, again, a man that's willing to entertain that, and he is uh, um, a protector provider man, and again. In a few weeks, I'm going to do a show on protector provider men and what differentiates a protector provider man from a high value man. Because and let me let me just go off on this tangent just for a second or two. But 
There's a stark difference between a protector provider man, which you should be looking for as a woman, or a high value man. And a lot of women women are looking for the high value man. I hear Kevin Samuels talk about it. He used to talk about it a lot when he was alive, the high value man. And my take on it is my take on a high value man is this. The high value man can be high value because he's over six feet, he's muscular and he makes six figures and he has a nice house and a nice car. But even a high-value man could be very manipulative, narcissistic, and abusive. However, the protector-provider man can come in a flavor that only makes $50,000 a year, $60,000 a year, $70,000 a year. However, he has his AR-15, he has his pistol, so he's willing to protect the house when need be. And then he's willing to provide, he's willing to give up that money to help pay the bills, to pay the bills and put food on the table. Now, you may have to work because, again, so he makes fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, so you may have to work. However, and I'm going to address this in a future show, so stay tuned, when women say that when most women, well, let's just put it, let's, let's just get out of the open. Women earn less than men. That's been uh, that's been axiomatic for I don't know how long. Women earn less than men. Now your 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 feminists would say that women make less than men. That's why there's a wage gap, but it's not a wage gap because it's been illegal since the mid 1960s to pay women less than men for the same work. However, there is an earnings gap, and what an earnings gap is is that women, even though they get paid the same as men for the same work all things being equal, such as time and service, time and grade, um, and things like that, they earn less because they're doing, they're taking more time. They're not time off the work. They're not going into higher value uh, STEM fields or higher value fields with, um, with hazard pay or anything like that. Women are largely avoiding that. Women are largely getting into government work, government social work, or something in humanities or even, um, even soft medicine like nursing and stuff. You don't find a whole lot of female surgeons uh, or specialists, uh, except for OBGYNs, granted, but you just don't see a whole lot of female brain surgeons, a whole lot of, um, yeah, female neurosurgeons. You don't see a whole lot of female specialists in that field, specialists in surgery. So you don't see that. Most women who go into medical field go into, um, go into nursing. That's just how it is. And nurses also make Okay. A friend of mine said doctors, pilots is another one. You find more women who are flight attendants than actual pilots. Um, the whole time I was working at my last job where we dealt with a lot of flight crews, I mean a ton of flight crews, like our main clientele were flight crews, and I came across two women in my entire year of being there that were actually pilots. All the rest were all the rest were flight attendants. So again, it's it's choices, right? So with women earning less than men, um, you kind of have to understand that the ball, as far as, and again, it's a point that I'm going to hit as far as a couple of weeks when I talk about homemaking, because this is another thing. But um, when, because women earn less than men, then the homemaking the onus, the, the ball is in their court as far as homemaking is concerned. And when you, 
when you don't make as much as men, then you don't have as much of a say in where you go as long as, like the um, like the one person said, as long as you're willing to pay for it. If, you, if you're going to pay for it, then yeah, absolutely, let's go to a let's go to a five star restaurant, right? If we're going to split the bill. Most women, though, they don't have the money for the like five star restaurants, which is why they want the men to do it because the man earns more. Let's just speak, let's just put it out on the table, right? However, um, on the first date. A man's going to ask, what, do you, what is it for me? Because you just bringing you to the table, and i got to take you to the five-star restaurant, come out of my pockets for all this money, and you're just bringing you to the table. That's, that's not a very good deal for me. Going back to my show about the economics of the whole thing. That's an issue. That's, that's, that's the issue that I'm talking about. But, um, okay, again, I said, is this a day in the life you want for yourself? No, you go to the damn cheesecake factory again. The mid card mid card people like us, that's our world. We're not we're not we're not babbling in highfalutin restaurants all the time because we're mid carders. We can't afford it. We can't. It's just not our lifestyle. If you want that to be your lifestyle, then you got to earn it. Okay. Now, one of the replies, some of the replies, and I can't believe some of these people actually had the nerve to like sound off like this. Let me pull some up. Um, Oh, one of the, one of my one one of the people coming in said it was actually weird to see obese people kicking about where they're eating anyway. I thought that was friggin' hilarious. Um, like pre like preview comments. Um, oh, one of them vehemently disagreed with me, but her whole argument boiled down to you have a problem with women. Okay, so when I say that. Mid Carters shouldn't expect a high, a high profile lifestyle because they haven't earned it. That's that's tantamount. That's tantamount to hating on women. I just I don't understand that mentality. And she kept going back and forth on me, loser, and all of this. And what woman hurt me? And again, she was swinging with the wrong bat. But when again, there's nothing. Excuse me, misogynistic. Excuse me, there's nothing misogynistic about saying that. Nothing at all. I'm going to take a final break, get my throat in order. Excuse me, and we'll finish this. You're listening to ABC on Florida. Dang it. Hey, when I do this. You're listening to ABC on BTR. I'll be back. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, 
It's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah. A Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just... Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate-flavored syrup for you. Sing out, I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate-flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. Sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Sandwich for you, crisp golden cookies, and in between 
and extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss with. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. For yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tank. This man 
just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Somebody's comments, right? And I want to read some comments from my next post. Because the next post actually raised a lot of interest too. I think I got like 87 comments on the next post. They said, Remember, single ladies, making a home is a skill that has to be learned, developed, and finally honed. You'll never develop the skill if you're out chasing degrees and working 40 plus hours a week. If you can't make a decent home, men will pass you up for someone who can. And it's absolutely true. Let me ask the men out there something. And if you hear this question out there and you want to comment on it, um, drop this comment on my, um, drop it on this wall, drop it on my blog talk radio wall. But men, would you rather, and I think I posted it, posed this question to somebody. Oh, no, I, I put the scenario out to somebody who's actually commenting. And there's just way too much logic here. But I said, look, you poll 100 men, and men, if you hear this, feel free to comment. If you poll 100 men and ask them if they would rather have a really hot woman who is the quote-unquote boss bitch who's contentious, who's filled with strife and competition with you and always berating you on what you don't do, would you rather have someone like that who's really hot, like a 10 of 10 swimsuit model, or would you rather have someone average looking a little overweight, but she's submissive, she makes a home, and she's agreeable? And I said that 85-plus percent of those, of those men polled would take that average-looking, overweight woman who's, who's um, submissive and agreeable and can make that home. They will take that woman 12 times out of 10. Men, if I'm off base, let me know, but come on. So, again, I don't, I don't understand the point that people are trying to argue here, especially the fact that um, women, work, women who work this 40 hours or 40 plus hours a week are still making, earning less. No, they're not making less than men. I mean, they're still earning less than men. So, again, and... One of the things, one of the conversations I got to on this particular post regarded, um, and it was, uh, it was somebody who I'd known for a while who actually, who actually supported my campaign. And her thing was that if, um, that men should help out with the chores. So I said, so I asked her, I said, because numbers are everything to me. And I asked her, I said, look, if, you're working, okay, let's say you're working 20 hours a week, and I just said that, right? Forget the 40-plus forget the thing. But if, if, you're, if you're working, because remember, if, if you're single, you'll probably work 40 hours. If you're with somebody, which this woman is, she's married, and I said, look, if you, if you work 20 hours a week and your man works 40-plus hours a week, 
who does the who picks up the chores? And she says, women do. Exactly. Why? Because the imbalance has to be brought into a balance. And a lot of this concept, again, I laid a couple of posts later, I said that um the concept is lost. The concept this concept is lost in a lot of modern women and I posted a yin and yang. Modern women don't understand balance. They don't understand that slack has to be picked up somewhere. And if let's see how many minutes we got. Okay, cool. I will still have a lot of time. A lot of modern women don't understand that in a relationship, see, they society has preached for a long time that relationships need to be 50-50. Some people even preach that relationships need to be 100-100. Okay, got it. There needs to be some kind of balance. Nobody nobody argued for a 60-40 relationship. Nobody argues for an 80-20 relationship. It's either 50-50 or a hundred, a hundred. Yet and still, you have these. We have modern women out there, and modern men too. I'm not trying to put this out on. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to like badger modern women like the whole time. There are modern men out there too, and I had actually a discussion with somebody. I may or may not. I don't know. It depends on how she feels. Um, I may or may not interview her uh, in one in an upcoming podcast because I would love to get her take on balance in a relationship because she posted a couple of things that I found very that I found pretty intriguing. So I want to get her I, I want to get her opinion on balance in a relationship and I want to do that in a in a live um long form long form friendly interview. That aside um when we talk about balance in a relationship a lot of because she raised the point that yeah there are a lot of men out there that don't that don't pull theirs either. And I said that's absolutely correct because there are a lot of men that that are in what we call their feminine energy, where they're prima donnas who go around sweeping, having babies with different, with many different women, and that's because that they're in their feminine, messing with these women who are in are hypersexualized and in their masculine, and he's they're getting together and they're having all these babies, and this is why you, there's a bunch of single women out there complaining that their man has that the man would just up and leave after uh after he gets pregnant because women when you're in your masculine and this is what this is what I'm trying to convey with these posts and it somehow is flying over there it's flying over everybody's head. When women are in the masculine like this and this is what this is the entire reason why I'm recording this show and this is the entire reason why I flipped my podcast from political to dating is because I'm seeing this go on. And of course I'm, I'm not in the dating pool anymore. You know, I have, I have a good woman and that's, I'll tell you about that in an upcoming podcast. Um, when we deal with, when we deal with getting some, getting with somebody and expectations, but when when you get with somebody who and you're in your masculine, like energy begets opposite energy, which is why the yin and yang are always drawn together. There's no separation between them because energy begets energy. And when energy draws, you're connected like that. And energy begets opposite energy. If you're a woman that's in your feminine, you're going to attract men that's in your, that's in, no, let me say that again. If you're a woman that's in your masculine, 
and you've been in your masculine because you, for some reason, decided to go and chase a degree and chase that career ladder and try to get up that career ladder. Now that you're 35, 40 years old, you're trying to find a protector, provider man that's in his masculine, yet you're in your masculine. And energy draws opposite energy, not similar energy, opposite energy. That's a whole concept behind magnetism. Positive, positive attracts negative. It's, it's, it, this is basic physics, right? Positive attracts negative. So your masculine, you being a woman and your masculine energy, you're going to draw a man. And again, I get it. Blah, blah, blah about homosexual relationships. I'll get to that in a minute. But if you're a woman that's out there in the dating market looking for a man and you're in your masculine, you're going to nine and a half times out of every 10 draw a man that is in his feminine energy. And then you're going to complain about this man because of the things that he does. And then you're going to lame it the fact that there are no good men out there because all you draw, all you seem to attract are half boys and, and girly men. Let's just say it, right? So, again, you're in that masculine. The problem is you spent so many years in that masculine. And when I tell people that, for every year you spend in a certain energy, you need six months in order to be able to six months of therapy to be able to get out of it. I believe that's absolutely true. And to uh, to highlight that, you know, I use my own experience of being in Iraq. You know, when I was a year in Iraq, it took me six months to reprogram from what I the energy I had to be when I was out there because it was always go go go. It was always Next mission, next mission, next mission. This person's going to kill you. This person's going to kill you. This person's going to kill you. Heads up. This person's trying to kill you. Oh, crap. This person's going to kill me. When you're dealing with that 365 days and then you come back stateside, you're still in that energy of, oh, is this person trying to kill me? Is this person trying to kill me? Is this person trying to kill me? When I when I was driving down the road, I'd see cars pull up to the, next, to the stop sign on, on either my left or my right. And my heart would just beat fast, and I'd get really nervous. Why? Because what, for 365 days when I was out there, we had vehicle-borne IEDs trying to blow us up. So I come back home, and I'm still in that energy. And it took me six whole-ass months of intensive therapy to even break myself of that. So I honestly believe that in order to get out of that, for women to get out of that masculine energy, you have to take the amount of years that were they were in that masculine energy and then chop it in half, and then that's how much intensive therapy they're going to need to go through to get out of that masculine energy. So if they spent 15 years on the job plus an extra 10 chasing that, um, an extra 8 to 10 um, chasing that degree and being in that masculine in order to do that, all of that, we're looking at what? I, on the higher end, 25 years of being in your masculine, that means you need 12 and a half years of actual therapy. Get out of that masculine energy. Now, a lot of people, they do it in less. I get that. But, again, to get out of that masculine and to be able to give yourself as being in your feminine to a, person, to a man that's in his masculine, it takes a lot of therapy. So, again, it's something that if you are that career, career woman, you have to go through that. However, where the plane crashes is the fact that by the time by the time you even get to a point where you're in where you're 
satisfied with enough with your career progression, you're already like 40 to four, almost 45 years old. So what do you have to offer this guy that he actually wants? You're in your masculine. Um, you're in your masculine. You skipped on a chance of learning how to make a home. So you can't do that. You can't give him kids because your biological clock has already gone off. So what do you legit have to offer a guy that's a provider protector? And if, if you do have something that makes you stand out from the crowd, because again, you can say, Oh, I'm pretty. Okay. So are all these other women over here. Oh, well, I have a long hair. I have a great career. So these women over here, like, what are you really saying? Are you offering me what I want? And, and are you in the capacity to offer me what I want? Like this 30-year-old who can still have kids, who's not in her masculine, who has some money because of whatever, whatever source, right? So look what you're competing against. So, yeah. So, um, again, uh, one of the things... And she said, okay, another person says that same goes with men, say 1950, when women were at home, not out in the workforce, uh, having to help support the household financially. And if a man can't take on some of the household responsibilities, again, I address this, right? So when a man is working, because, again, a man gets with a woman and he's going to be working 40 hours, that's just, that's just it, unless there's something like some extraneous, extemporaneous circumstances. It's going to be it. Um, however... You you have that man, and then you're not earning as much as he is, because again, it's an arguable fact. It's not up for debate that women earn less than men. I mean, that's ironclad. That being said, why is a man having earning being earning much more than you have to come home and then take care of some things around the house? Why? And if that's what you require of him, then you really can't. Um, you really can't fault him for taking absolute control in the relationship because in his eyes he's going to work he's earning the majority of the money then he's coming home and having to do your job so guess who's in control of the relationship and it ain't you just saying um the last post there i just want to highlight a couple of comments from that post and let's see let's see if my last post is even worth mentioning um Oh, yeah, the cat thing. So um, some some posted a thing of it's a meme with a girl and her cats. And then the meme is she has a bunch of cats and it says, and she lives happily ever after. Now, when she posted this, it was under completely different context. But again, having had the discussions that I've had for like the couple hours prior when I saw this, it was like very apropos. So I shared this, and I gave her a hat tip, of course. And but what I said was this would be the reality for a lot of you single women unless you learn to get out of your feminist indoctrination and masculine energy. And here comes one, person, one, one of the women who commented on the last post talking about how I'm a loser and all this stuff. And let me see if I can – can I take hers up? No, I think she took it off. But – um. Again, oh, another woman came and said that she always thought I was a chauvinist. Now she knows for sure. I don't know where she gets chauvinism from that because I'm telling women that unless they get out of their masculine energy, 
then they're doomed to a life of singlehood and her cats. I don't know where any of that is chauvinist. In fact, it's a warning. So if warning people about the consequences of one's decisions is somehow chauvinist, like I would love, I would love for somebody to come and walk me through that thought process because we live under warnings every day. If you don't X, then Y will happen. If you don't Y, then Z will happen. If you Z, then A will be the consequence. You know what I mean? So how is that chauvinist? Like somebody please walk me through that. Somebody walk me through that thought process. Um, and this is it. And then I had a long conversation with uh, the person who I'm wishing to interview. I'm not going to drop any names yet because that's it's just not it's not what I try to do. Sometimes it slips out like it did in one show. But um, again, there's she'll identify herself. She will, or you can go and go to the wall and see. Um, but yeah, people. It's amazing what people what people have a problem with. And these are so-called conservative women. Like, I don't understand how a conservative woman can um, and have a disagreement with any of this because conservative women are supposed to know that women and men rely on each other for different roles. And if those roles aren't fulfilled, then there's no way the relationship can last. Again, conservatism is all conservatism. Traditionalism is the backbone of conservatism. And if you don't understand that, you can't really call yourself a conservative. You can say you support Trump all you want. Doesn't mean you're a conservative because conservatives understand that traditionalism in certain aspects and in certain things Tried and true traditionalism is what saves things. It saves relationships. Again, wars. Donald Trump was kind of a traditionalist in saying that there should be consequences for one's actions. That's why he defunded Iran when they talked about death to America. He canceled all the payments to him. And what did it do? Iran had to back down and say, okay, you know what? We're not going to fuck with it, right? Why? Because he took their money away. Tried and true, right? We, there have been punishments for consequences for as long as we can remember, and we, we can't think of one time where punishment for consequences didn't work. As a matter of fact, it's, that is a whole reason why we're trying to get George Soros-funded DAs out of office, right, as conservatives, or we should be, because we believe with the, in criminal justice that there should be punishments for, for – um, there should be punishments for actions, especially for crimes. So, again, traditionalism works, and traditionalism is the backbone of conservatism. So when so-called conservative women – I'm going to end with this. When so-called conservative women um, come on to my posts and say that traditionalism is not what will save relationships, and you're conservative and you're trying to champion – how women are working so hard to do everything in a relationship, which is not even true, first of all. Um, but when you're when you're championing women having to go to work and do all these things to take care of kids, and somehow um, somehow men are intimidated by that or whatever, is, is the reason why these single women who are sixty hours. 40 to 60 hour a week workers 
with kids and they can't understand why they why they're still single. And in some of them, I get it. They're reserved for being single. I got a couple of comments that were breathtakingly just asinine. But one person came and one person came and said something like, um, I can't remember what it is. She said something like, it was great being single and alone. I don't understand that. But um, again, when you're championing this and you're championing women working 40 to 60 hours to take care of their kids and not have a man in the house, because singlehood is supposed to be something that is glorious, even though single single raising a family as a single person, both mother and father, are is one of the biggest contributors to generational poverty. And you're supposed to be a conservative woman, but you're championing this. I don't get that. I literally don't. And this goes back to what um, this goes back to what the biggest problem with the cheesecake factory thing is, is that youth. No, let me back that up. A lot of people, women and men. I see it mostly in women, but I see it in men too. They feel like they're entitled to the best just because they are who they are. And a lot of it is our fault because we raise people telling them that they can do anything and they can be, and it's true, you can do anything, you can't be anything you want in this society. You don't get me wrong. But when you're telling people that you deserve this because you're you and you know, you're a princess and you only deserve the best. And I understand the intention behind that because we love our kids to death and we want them to know that, you know, they do deserve the best in life. They do. But the best, what we're not teaching them is that the best has to be worked for and there has to be a work ethic for that. And there has to be some kind of, you just don't get it just because you're, your your name is Ramsey, or your name is Smith, or your name is Gordon, or what? You just it, it it doesn't work that way. You need to you need to understand that you have to earn what you get. You have to earn your keep. The biggest billionaires weren't they weren't born billionaires. Like I'm sure a few people were born billionaires. A lot of women who are billionaires. I get it. They they inherited that. They inherited that from a wealthy from a wealthy husband that died. Whatever. But when we're talking about you going out and doing stuff to build yourself up to the point where you can have the best, it takes a lot of work. You just don't get it just because you have two X chromosomes or a Y chromosome or because your name is Smith or, or Gordon or even Ramsey or whatever. Or Gordon Ramsey. Look, there's a there's – a, perfect example of somebody who enjoys the fight is because he built it for himself and he's teaching his daughter how to carry on his legacy and it's going to be a lot of hard work living up looking like him is going to be you know it's 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 not easy but he's teaching her that and she's going to take that she's going to parlay that into her own fortune this is what i'm saying you don't deserve just to be just because you think you deserve it you deserve it because you worked for it. And this is what a lot of people don't understand, which is the biggest problem, it's the biggest takeaway from this whole Cheesecake Factory incident and the ensuing list is the fact that you just don't get it just because you have two X chromosomes 
or two Y chromosomes. There has to be an or two Y chromosomes, uh, an XY. You have XY chromosomes. Um, you get it because you earned it, and that's it. So again, this was a podcast I, I wasn't going to do, but I felt the need to do it because I felt the need to get that out. Um, thanks for listening. Again, I want to um, I want to say that this again, this podcast is on Apple Podcasts now, so you'll be catching my future episodes and even my back episodes on Apple on Apple Podcasts. I'm not anywhere it goes just yet. Still have my old stuff on uh, SoundCloud. Um, and I might, I might go ahead and record some things for SoundCloud, some more expletive lace things, because I just don't want to be that on Apple. But, um, but yeah, so excuse me, I'm hitting the microphone. The show's going to go every Saturday. I'm looking at four o'clock. Um, so if you want to tune in, tune in then. Um, and like and like and share my stuff. Um, again, it just helps with the algorithms and things like that. Because I really want to, I really want to make a difference here. And if what I say can help one person in their dating life, help one person be able to manage their relationship, make one person do the necessary introspection, like I had to do after my own mel- after my own marriage fell apart, I had to do a serious introspection and figure out where I went wrong, and then work to correct that. And if I can get to one person out there, one of you out there, to do that and to learn how to manage your your dating life and your relationships, and then you come back and say, hey, you saved my marriage, hey, you saved my relationship with just one person, then that would just make my entire life. I can die a happy man. So go ahead and um, yeah, go ahead and follow my page, follow this show, and find me on Apple Podcasts because that's where you'd be able to listen to me. Thank you for listening. I will see you all on next Saturday, bright and early. Class is going to start. That's it. I'm out. ABC. Peace. No, wait. Yeah, there it is. I'm out. ABC. Peace. make the world a better place with the lucky land plus you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.